This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Break layers and ball shorts. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today. To listen to the latest episode of the show. Today's show, we got a recap. Virginia versus NC State. That took place this past Saturday at noon. I saw the Cavaliers fall now to one and two on the season. Two-game losing streak. Before we get started, this episode is sponsored by Able Insurance. Go to ableinsurance.net for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. Able Insurance, servicing the state of Virginia for over 20 years and go to sthujuice.com for all your shut the hell up juice apparel that's s-t-h-u juice.com if it's your first time tuning in to the show make sure you hit that subscribe button and make sure you share the content of the ball hawk show and if you're on itunes listen to this leave a review one star five star at the end of the day it's a star so definitely appreciate your support um so yeah let's jump right into it and um how are we gonna set the mood for this one? I got I got a couple suggestions. I'm gonna set the mood because you know it rained on Saturday and Bronco don't like the rain. His teams don't like the rain. It seemed like every time it rained, we just can't get a win. Even when he was at BYU and he came here and played UVA, it was raining and we actually beat them. So I don't know, man. Let's let's set the mood right. We got to get our minds right because we got a lot. We got a lot. We got to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So I thought I'd take y'all all the way. No, I, th- I thought I'd take you back. Then I'm gonna take you all the way back. So I'm gonna take you back to this song because you know I'm blaming it on the rain. I'm like the rain. Got to blame it on something. Who we blaming on, Millie Vanilli? That's what I'm blaming this little song. Yep, this, I'm blaming it. Just don't put the blame on you, who Put the blame on the rain. And then we take it all the way back. This, this is not the only one. Then we'll take, a, we'll take it all the way back. We go from blaming it to saying we can't stand it. I can't stand the rain. Bringing back sweet memories. Mm, mm, mm. Ain't want no sweet memories. Saturday with this rain. Do you remember? 
Y'all know about that and people. I mean pebbles. I said steeple. I'm trash right now. Oh, so y'all thought. Oh, y'all didn't know that Missy made her song for Miss Song. Oh, you want to know and talk about this song? That that's what Missy got her song from. Can you watch? It's the same thing. Hey. For all you for all you uh folks who love music. We can't stand the rain. All right, that's enough of that, man. So yeah, your first time listening, man. This year, I like to play a little music at the intro, get your mind right. Uh but Let's jump into it, man. First thing we got to do is we got to break down the numbers, give you a, a view of what each team did through the numbers. So we're starting out, NC State won 38-21. to 21. The Hoos start another game out without scoring any points in the first quarter as they fell behind 14-0 this game after one. The first quarter is still the one quarter the Hoos have not done Anything but punt. First downs. NC State had 17. UVA had 26. Net yards rushing. This one right here is the is the frustrating one. 179 yards on the ground. That's what NC State ran for. The Hoos just ran for 82. The Hoos came into the game averaging double of what they produced. Might be exact. I think. They came in, what, 164, 165, and NC State took that away. And that was a, one of the keys to the game. You can't allow NC State to make you one-dimensional. Um, they did that to Pitt. They forced Pitt to start throwing the ball only. Uh, we had 29 rushes. They had 42 rushes. They averaged 4.3 yards a carry. We averaged 2.8. Net passing yards, they had 184. We had... 323. We threw the ball a total of 64 times. Three interceptions. It should have been about seven interceptions. We're going to get into that later. Um, NC State was 11 or 25 with one interception. They averaged 16.7 yards per completion. I'm going to say that to you again. They averaged 16.7 yards per completion. We averaged 8.7. Total offense, NC State had 363, UVA had 405, NC State ran 67 plays, UVA ran 93 plays on 93 plays on offense. 93. One was man, one was ran a hundred plays. God. Penalties, NC State had 11 for 100 yards. UVA had 7 for 81. Time of possession, UVA won that 31 minutes, 54 seconds. NC State, 28.06. Uh, the first quarter, they held the ball for 9 minutes. That's when they did to me the most damage was that first quarter where they just came out and had us looking for Scooby-Doo again. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Eyes was bad. Third down conversions, at least we improved in that area, in a sense. I mean, they were 3 of 13, and I want to say those 
conversions at third down probably came in the first quarter, maybe second combined for, for NC State. We were four of 18, um, three of five on fourth downs. But uh, let me see if I could get the third downs by quarter. So, yeah, NC State with two or four in the third quarter, in the third down in the first quarter, and one or three. So they didn't complete, they didn't converge a single third down in the second half. But um, individual stats, Zonovan Knight for the uh, for the Warpack ran for 101 yards, two touchdowns, average 5.6 yards per rush. Ricky Persons, uh, 48 yards, average 3.4 yards. And then <laughs> Devin Leary was looking like Forrest Gump when he broke on that, that zone where everybody went with the bat. He ended up with 29 yards rushing on just four rushes. Uh, Shane Simpson led the way for the Hoos with 37 yards rushing. Uh, Wayne Tyler Papa had 35 yards rushing. Lendell Stone had 13. Billy Kemp had three yards on one carry. And then Brendan Armstrong had negative six once you factor in the three sacks that he took. One on which was not smart at all. And we'll get into that a little later. Devin Leary, we already talked about 108 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 11 to 25. Uh, Stone was 30 of 54. He threw the ball 54 times coming off the bench. I'll let you know, they was slinging it. And you had to because... Who was down big early again. Uh, one interception, 240 yards, three touchdowns. Brennan Armstrong, six of nine, two interceptions. I mean, he really was eight of nine when you think about everybody that's on the field because he threw two picks. Uh, but he was six of nine, two interceptions, 57 yards, had a 26-yard long. And then Nash Griffith had the nice fake punt. Uh Pass to Nick Jackson for 26 yards. Receiving Billy Kemp had 10 catches again. He had 10 catches versus Clemson. Came into the ace, came to this game, leading the ACC in uh, catches per game. So he continued that trend. He had 82 yards in his first touchdown of the season. Terrell Jana nine catches, 111 yards. Tony Pogen, 31 yards on seven catches, one touchdown. Uh, Wayne Talapapa had five catches for 17 yards. Lavelle, the air there, Davis Jr., three catches, 51 yards, and another touchdown. That's now three touchdowns on the year for the young air up there. Nick Jackson, we talked about him, had that 26-yard reception. Um, Imiki. Sorry, somebody just texted me. Um, Imizi led NC State, three catches, 54 yards. Porter Rooks, three catches, 51 yards. Thayer Thompson, two catches, 30 yards. Uh... Angeline, one catch, 32 yards and a touchdown. That was a tight end. And then that's about it. Defensively, without Joey Blunt playing, D'Angelo Amos got the start, and he led the way with 10 tackles. Nick Jackson came into the ACC. I mean, I keep saying coming to the ACC. Came into the game leading the ACC in tackles. Uh, with 12, he had seven this game. Then Zane also had seven and a tackle for a loss. Brent Nelson has six tackles, one and a half tackles for a loss. Noah Taylor, six tackles, one and a half tackles for a loss. Two pass breakups. Charles Snowden, five tackles, a half a tackle for a loss. Uh, Devontae Cross, four tackles, half a tackle for a loss. Interception and a pass breakup. Uh, Jameer Carter had two tackles. Shout out to him. Nick Grant, two tackles. Uh, Matt Gam had two tackles, a half a tackle for a loss. 
Um, Antonio Clary had a pass breakup. Mandy Alonzo, two tackles. Rob Snyder, a tackle. Juwan Briggs, a tackle. And Malini, one tackle. So that's it, man, for the individual portion with just the numbers and stuff like that. Now let's get into the analytical part and my thoughts of the game offensively, defensively, what I saw from watching the cut up opposed to what I saw from watching. I mean, you know, the game, the, the game film, you know, you, st- you still saw a lot during the game, but picked up on a lot more when I got to watch the end zone copy of the game and trying to see what guys are being asked to do. Um, are they not just producing to to their capabilities? Like, Because everybody's elephant in the room. Everybody's like, what's going on with Charles Snowden, right? Because they don't feel like he's making that impact that was expected of him because of the preseason much-deserved hype, as they say. So people feel like Charles Snowden is, like, disappearing. And just watching, and I, and I noticed this even not the – I said this, I think, during the Clemson uh, recap. It's like he's asked to do things differently. Like he's not just rushing on third downs. Like they're dropping him in coverage. He might be twisting, uh, bringing, you know, using the attention that he's garnering to to our advantage and freeing other people up. In the run game, to me, he's doing a good job of setting the edge. Um, I would like to see him use his hand a little bit more versus taking – the block on initially with his chest and then extending out. I would really like to see him just fire off and just jab the people right in the chest. Um, when he is pass rushing, a back is usually waiting, chipping him. Um, and then he has a guard sitting on the inside waiting. So everything he does has to be essentially a speed rush because it's not like he's, you know, Aaron Donald and has superhuman strength. Uh, but he's getting pressures. He's just not getting sacks. You're just not getting sacks. Um, so I know that's a, a big discussion. And, you know, I, I I don't like to be, like, super critical be in, in the process of a loss. You know, like, when a loss takes place, it can cause you to be overly critical, say some things that you can't take back. And as a fan... Like, you can discuss a player, in my opinion. Like, everybody's up for discussion. But it's, it's certain words that's used to describe a player's play to me that is just taste. You know, just, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I'm, I'm not trying to let Petty Hawk out. It's just not smart, in my opinion. And I always tell folks, and he know I'm, who I'm talking about. He got to stop bringing that energy towards me because he know Petty Hawk will fry him. And I ain't going to say his name. And we we talk a lot. He comes on my show a lot. And something he said about Brendan Armstrong that I didn't rock with. And I was just like, yeah, that's why you lame for that. And that's fine. You know, I get it that some some folks are huge fans. They love the Wahoos. Um, But even with that love, man, you got to kind of watch your mouth. Some folks just be out here just saying some of the most asinine things, in my opinion. And in this age of social media, if a player didn't want to entertain you, if y'all met face to face because he's seen some of the asinine things you were saying, you'll be saying that the athlete is rude and you're trying to hold him to a higher standard. Last I checked, you're the adult. So sometimes we got to start practicing what we preach. We want young men and athletes to be upstanding citizens and be respectful. But 
that doesn't give us excuse to be disrespectful towards them just because they've ruined your bragging rights at work all week or you got to hear from a cousin that's a Wolfpack fan so that's why you mad at the player and the players know they didn't play well the coaches know that they got to help these young men continue to improve with their preparation during this COVID time. Like, I don't, I, can't, I cannot fathom, yo, trying to prepare for a day going football game right now and, the, and what's going on. Like, you get practice, you at the facility, and then you got to go home, and you still got to quarantine yourself because you want to make sure that, hey, you're healthy, you don't want to expose anybody because you think about the team, and that starts to weigh on you. And, no, Ballhawk is not making excuses. Just keeping it real with you I just thought about it Because yeah NC State going through The same thing too And that's why To me it's more kudos To NC State For coming here And putting a foot In our hind pots Like respect the NC State And I said this Like yo I knew they was Going to have A good game plan I knew they was Going to make things Look the same And have our eyes Cheating and Taking advantage of that And they did that They did it You know we get them Backed up on that First drive And we come With a corner blitz and our safety's ISOed in the slot versus their true freshman receiver, and we give up our inside knowing that's the one thing we can't give up. You can't give up the, where the majority of the room is on the field. Like, when you're lined up versus a receiver, you have to identify the threat, half the field. Like, take away the wide half of the field. So you can't cock and be ready to go to the post. Like, I feel like if you... If you don't want to give up the inside, first of all, you inside leverage, you weed pedal, and you make sure you send them out. But if you're going to anticipate that they're going inside and you feel like you got to open, well, that means you put your butt to the sideline and you baseball turn to the corner, but you want to open up and make sure that you're running to the wide side of the field. And I just felt like that's what happened um, when they end up calling that touchdown back is that we ran a corner blitz. Safety has to understand, like, okay, you don't have help to the field anymore because your buddy has to now go to the receiver that the boundary corner left on his blitz. And it's just a poor technique, poor eyes. And we were lucky that he bobbled that that pass. Um, then you go to the touchdown to the tight end on a little, you know, reverse flea flicker. Charles Snowden is dropping in coverage. Um, he sees the flip to the receiver and you see the tight end come out. It's a delay and you just got to identify, like you just have to recognize the threat. He, he just lost sight of the tight end. Just lost tight sight of the tight end and, and they score. I mean, it was just, it was just a couple of plays that the, our eyes are just bad. Like read your keys. Read your keys. Do what you're supposed to do. When Larry was looking like Forrest Gump on this inside zone, backed up. It's third and long. Devontae cross on the backside with Amos, and he puts the ball in the belly of the running back. He pulls it. Amos runs front side, and I'm just sitting like, bro, why are you trying to make that play? Like, slow play. Understand that all you got is Devontae on the backside, and I'm trying to figure out who has quarterback on the defensive line. Because even, like, it was there is no way no way that he was supposed to break that like we we had two available bodies but their eyes were just in the wrong spot and the coaches are definitely going to take responsibility but as players y'all listen to this 
you got to hold yourself accountable. We can't always just say, man, it's the coaches. Nah, coaches don't play for us. We got to play. Coaches can pay, prepare you but so much. You got to play. You got to do what you're supposed to do. You have to do what you're supposed to do. You have to come out and execute. You have to come out and make plays. So the fact that, yes, we started out slow, there is no secret potion that they could put in your Gatorade bottle for you to finally wake up. Like, you have to wake up. Again, I know it's tough playing the COVID, but the opponent's coming out and they producing. You got to wake up. Everybody got to wake up. I don't care if the play calling is trash. Make the trash go. Make it work. This is three straight games that we came out flat in the first quarter, and we was the walking dead this game. It's something about the rain that make us look like trash can juice. It's something about the rain. Like, I don't, what, what, what's, what, what's going on? You got Indiana a couple years ago in, in, in Perk's second game. We didn't look good in the rain. You got the, the Miami game, the Pitt game. No, 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 the Miami game we won. The Pitt, it's the Pitt game. Miami game last year. Never mind. I was thinking of the Miami when we played Miami at home and then pit. But yeah, we we and and yes, Brennan struggled versus their combo zones. Like they came out and they showed them something different than what they showed so far this year. Like they started running more short zones, trying to force them there, and which is smart, which is smart on their part. And then coach even said it's like, hey man, the quarterback made it easy on us. He was just throwing it to us. We had him confused. And he and he we did they did. Cause even when Brendan was pulling it, he wasn't even sure about should he run. Like everything just seemed off. Seemed off, man. Our first third down, we got Pogen on a best DB trying to run a, a go route when you got Jana popped up underneath on the shield play on the front side. The same play that we end up running the next time we had the ball when Jana got a nice game on the middle of the field. It's the same exact play. Like, we can't be predetermined where we're going to go. I do not want Pogan going up against their best corner, who's 6'4", 220 pounds. He's like a strong safety. Like, we got to stop just trying to throw these dig on LU balls. We got to we just – Throw that, out. throw that away for right now. Stop. Let's stop trying to throw them. Let's just throw it regular. Throw it back shoulder. Put it on them. No more oops. Okay? No more oops. No. I don't want it anymore. Sorry. When you when you put your foot in the ground and you decide to throw a football, Brendan, you throw the football well, you do. The, the, the interception, I have no idea what you saw. I don't know if Lavelle was supposed to take an outside release and he went inside. And if, you know, if Jana felt the corner was there and he hooked it instead of coming out at the end of the day, that wasn't good. Then the second one just got away from you. Again, I can't stand the rain. I cannot stand the rain. But I tell you what, Larry was throwing that thing in the rain, too. So, again, props to NC State. That's I'm not trying to take anything away from NC State. They came in here. And put foot to our hind parts. Foot to our hind parts. Yes, we had a good show in the Clemson, but they beat Pitt, who was ranked. K 
came in executing, doing the same thing, running to the left every time they need to play, running the zone. We got guys setting the edge, and their backs doing a great job of finding holes and. It was just frustrating. This was a frustrating game for me to really just review. That's why it took me over a day. Because my main purpose of this recap was not to let Petty Hawk out. Because I was really, really like in attack mode of some of the things I was seeing on social media. And people feel like, like everybody felt, oh, I got a voice. I got a voice. I can say what I want. Yeah, you say what you want. And we can respond the way we want too. And you don't play victim. Like, you can't try to come down like you super tough and talking crazy to some 19, 20-year-olds while you at the confines of your home. And when somebody take your uh, thoughts as being disrespectful and they become disrespectful, don't become the victim. But, again, Petty Hawk not coming out. We're chilling. Second loss of the season. Two losses in a row. Brandon had a concussion. Got knocked out. I doubt if he'll play this game. I doubt it. That was a vicious hit, a classes hit. Why are players like if you do something like that, hassle back and and yo the ACC network? Uh, I can't believe they were like, oh, it's a great thing you get to stay on on the on the field with his teammates. Shut up, please, please, please. Shut the hell up, Juice. I, you you obviously didn't pay attention to how dirty that damn hit was. But he get to be on the field. That's a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. You need to stay in the locker room. That's two straight games. They didn't punish the quarterback like that. It seemed like on purpose. They did pitch quarterback the same way. He just happened to pop back up. But that hit on Brendan, man, that was... The, the fact that that's even... I don't even like that's offsetting. Like that should supersede the hole that we had. I mean, he's da- he's down. He's going down, and this kid launches him. Like, come on, bro. Come on, Tim. Then you got up all hype and stuff. Come on, man. I can't respect that. And this coming from a former player who played with guys who hit violently. Nah, man. We're not doing that. And they kept raving. Oh, it's so good that he get to be on the sideline. No. What's, the, what's something else that's the elephant in the room? Oh, the early burning of timeouts. I know everybody's thinking about when Coach London was here, so that that's a trigger, right? Oh, my God, you're using timeouts too early. It's the first half timeout. Them timeouts not important to me in the first half. I, I'm sorry. I don't. That don't bother me at all. It doesn't. Burning timeouts early in the first half do not bother me. They don't. Now, we're doing the third quarter, and we got nothing to end of the game. That's, that's Yeah. But first quarter, I don't care. I don't care about that. Because people ask me to talk about it. I don't care about the burning on the first down early in the first half. I don't care. Okay. Some, hey, I don't know what seven guys is missing for COVID. I don't know how that affects special teams, you know, sudden change. But if you got to use your time, that's why they're there. Use them. Use it. Who who made this rule? Oh, you can you can only use your timeouts um three minutes left in each half. That's when you you want to use. Them. Don't use them until like I know it's because we losing and you want to magnify. We're going we're going to magnify every single thing. What's another thing I got emails about? Oh Noah, what ball hawk? Where's Noah? 
Noah is a jack of all trades right now. He's playing safety. He's playing rover. He's in coverage majority of the time. You see him with two pass breakups. He's not rushing the quarterback like he used to. We all would like to see him and Snowden rush more, but the scheme is called for them to do different things. And look, all I do is go off what I see and what's asked of them. That's what's being asked. He's doing what it's told. That's, that's just what it is. So I'm not in the business right now to just start looking for folks and like, oh, you're the reason we lost. Oh, you the reason we lost. And you the reason we lost. And you the reason we lost. And we lost because of this. And we lost because of that. We lost. That's it. If you always feel like you got to blame somebody or something for the reason you lost, you always find something to blame. You can. But a real G, I just say, yo, I'm going to just get better. We all going to get better. You know what I'm saying? Stone came in Stone you played well bro Off the bench You did Played well off the bench um, We changed up the game plan To fit what you do Started running a lot of timer routes A lot of quick action You did a good job Identifying uh, The open guys NC State I'm so glad their defensive guys Played defense Because they dropped About four picks So I'm happy about that um, But yeah man Like coming off the bench Not Knowing if you're going to play or not and being thrust into the rain and State started playing a lot of quarters and backing up, playing zone and making you figure them out. And to me, that played into your hands, Stone, because I feel like you can dissect zones. You've been around for years. You know this offense inside out. You don't have the strongest arm. You don't have a lot of zip. But you play to what you do. You anticipate guys coming out of breaks. You let the ball go early. Um, and you throw catchable balls. You don't have to have a mobile quarterback in this offense to be successful. They show that at BYU when they throw the back there, got hurt, and the backup was a classic drop back. So they can adjust to having, as some folks say, a statue in the pocket. But this is all about understanding where the threats are, the side adjustments. That's all it takes. And I thought, you know, Stone did a good job coming off the bench, man. I do. Going forward, he'll probably start against Wake Forest, in my opinion. I don't think Brendan's going to be ready. Like, that head shot was vicious. And there's no need to really rush him. If you're thinking about the future, like, you just, that's always hard for people to process, right? Oh, no, we should. We, if he's available, he should play. But will it set him back? Like, I would start Stone... And have Brennan available. And if the wheels fall off, yeah, you put Brennan in. Uh, KT, if y'all don't know, they finally said it. Shoulder issue. That's why he's playing receiver. So he can't really throw consistently. So that's why he wasn't a starter. Um, and a lot of and a lot of folks didn't know that. But has Bronco and his staff really did anything besides the Virginia Tech game the first season? To have you second guessing the quarterback position and how they manage it. Like, they've played the best person available at quarterback, except that Virginia Tech game in Blacksburg, their first year when they played three different quarterbacks. So I didn't even understand why people were questioning why Stone. Like, that should tell you. If they put Stone in, it should tell you something up with KT. And we know Armstead is young. He came in early, but with COVID, he didn't get a chance to really take advantage of early enrollment 
So that's that's just yeah. When you lose, you start to second guess. That's just human nature. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. When something don't go right, you start to second guess your approach. And maybe I should have did this. Maybe I should have did that. But at the end of the day, man. That was we gonna learn you type game. You gonna learn from this game. You gonna learn that you better start executing because anybody in this conference can put their foot in your hind pods. I mean, NC State came out rocking. Yes, we were stopping them the first two, but still, it was a third down throw in the scene. Receiver make a catch between two defense. Like the same MO started, and then we corrected that. But anytime a, a team can run the ball versus our defense, that is demoralizing. Because that's one thing we know to do. We know to stop the run and make you pass. And when a team shows they can run, that long run that they had before the half, that like broke the spirit right there. It was just nobody could come off the block. Nobody could just come off a block fast enough. Like everybody was there, stonewalling at the line of scrimmage. We set the edge so they couldn't get outside, so he had to cut it up. But the pursuit, it was just, they got a hat in the hat. Like I said, man, just sometimes you got to just tip your hat to, there's not like playing Travis Etienne and special athletes. This was just a team collectively playing well and stepping up and making plays on the money downs. And we didn't. And again, players, because I know y'all listen to this. Y'all got to wake y'all tails up, man, coming out. Offensively, you got to wake up. Everybody. Finish plays, catch the ball. Finish plays, stay on your feet. Finish plays, make sure you put the ball in the vicinity for your guys and not the other guy. Like, everybody, everybody got to step up on offense. I'm sorry. I I ain't going to sit over here and say, oh, coaches got, nah, man, it's time for the players now. It's easy for us to keep saying, well, the coaches got to do this. Oh, you the coach, you the coach. Nah. Coach can't play for you. That's why I, I... I draw the line, like, like tackling. That's on us now. I'm saying us because I'm a forward player. Coaches go through all these drills, and you still like just grab, trying to grab. Like you, soon you got to start running through the ball carrier violently. Stop trying to bear hug them and drag them down. That's why I said, throw away the alley oop pass, Brendan. If you plan. Don't do it no more for at least a game. Like, it's on restriction. We're not doing it. When you decide to throw, you throw. Like, real talk. When you put your foot in the ground and you let it rip, it's nice. Lavelle Davis did the Billy McMullen, pushed the DB in the back, and then plucked it. That's what I'm talking about. See, he learned the OG move early. And we were just talking to Billy about talking to Lavelle about teaching him how to push the DB in a smaller day back because the refs never see it. And he did it on the touchdown. Real subtle. Move. Let me get this. But, yeah, we got Wake Forest next. Um, Joey Blunt, hopefully, you know, he's healthy and he can return because we definitely miss his presence, his ability to, uh, you know, just be a difference maker, whether it's blitzing the quarterback, playing in the hole, um, just his presence alone, man, is a hell of a player. So it's going to be noticeable when he's not playing. Point blank, period. It's, no, it's noticeable when when Joy's not in there. He does a lot. A lot of things that won't show up on the stat sheet. Um, I think that, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. This wasn't a fun game to watch. Fans, definitely appreciate your support, but... 
I don't I can't I can't stand disrespect towards a player like that 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 burns me up. It bo- like it pisses me off. You could say, "Oh, so and so didn't play well. So and so got to do this better." Like you give a critique, but saying somebody is trash and worthless and nah, cuz then that's going to make me say, "Well, you trash." And you ain't going to like that. And don't think just like, "Oh, I'm entitled because I'm watching the game and they playing and nah, I, I hate that. I hate, I really hate that angle. I really dislike that angle. Like you feel like, well, I can say what I want. No, yeah, you can say what you want. Like anybody can say what they want, but I don't mean they're gonna get the response. Like that don't mean people can't respond to the stuff you put. Like you put out on social media and go send, then people can send it back to you. Like don't get defensive because somebody took offense to what you said. I, I, we got to stop that can't be we we look it don't make you fair weather but it just make me second guess interacting with you like i just look at you like yeah i ain't talking I, i'm gonna get that person 50 feet because ain't no telling what i can only imagine i know i messed up here you i can only imagine the stuff i used to dog me about that you got you, you you glad i don't know about and when you're around me and it's chill you still glad i don't know what you said about me because if i would have known we wouldn't even be talking like i know Cause I messed up here you. I dropped passes I dropped touchdown passes So I know y'all was cussing me out Boy It's a shame man But hey 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 You're a fanatic You love it Some people love hard It just Irritates me It does I guess I gotta get ready for this one When my kids Playing in high school Or go to college like rule number one stay off social media because the armchair all americans feel like they can say anything they want they could call you trash hey dog and i'm gonna holler at my home because he 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 really yeah he know i'm to who i'm talking about i ain't gonna say his name but he know i'm talking about he gotta watch his mouth that's disappointing especially with the quarterbacks he rave about on his other team he got the nerd called Brennan Trash. That's it, man. I'm ranting enough, man. Y'all know the motto. Good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do, man. The Ballhawk Show. Make sure you subscribe. It's your first time listening. If this is your last time listening, I appreciate you listening. Regardless, Wahoos will be back. They won the two on the season now. Going in the wake for us. It's a crossroads. I still can't stand the rain, though. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.